0: Roger Williams University is hosting a crisis management seminar on May 3rd at their Providence campus. Crises, whether a natural disaster, cyber attack or financial instability, can have severe repercussions if not handled properly. This is where crisis management plays a pivotal role. Join Roger Williams MBA students and expert speakers to learn how to prepare for the unexpected. The program is totally free and open to the public. You can register online at rwu.edu/events/crisis-management-symposium. This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Don't miss songs and stories from Bartholomew Town Saturday, June 24th at the Pump House in South County. Anytime we can talk about something that is a great asset to our community, I'm all in on that. Whatever the case may be, people probably know that I love the outdoors. I mean, I'm not duck hunting in camo, crawling around Foster Gloucester, but I like to be in our parks and our open spaces, whether it's the beach or right here down the road from the studio at Roger Williams. And we really saw during COVID what an amazingly important element Our parks are to our community, to our mental health, our physical health, just the general, dare I say, vibe of a community and Roger Williams Park certainly plays that role uh, in so many different ways and talking about a couple of those ways today as well as an upcoming event that you can attend to not only have a good time but also support the park is Kevin Essington. Good morning, sir. Bills. I feel like this is, I know we've done this before, but it feels like it's been a while and I'm not, I'm not 100% sure we've had a chance to talk really since we all emerged from COVID. I know for me, the park as a whole was such an important part of getting through that, particularly in the lockdowns. Um, talk about that, I guess, just that general notion of kind of the reemergence of public space as a critical piece of infrastructure to a lot of people that maybe otherwise, not that they were anti-Park, but perhaps didn't understand fully the role that they play.
1: Glad to, belt During the depths of the lockdown, and I think of that being March, April, May, June of 2020, Yep, when there was so much uncertainty and so much isolation with peak isolation probably, the Providence Park superintendent, Wendy Nelson, and her team realized just by looking at how much trash they were taking out of the park that they were achieving peak usage of Roger Williams Park, even during a time when we were staying six feet apart. And we're being careful to not even really engage with people, even outdoors. So a large 420 odd acre public space that's immaculately maintained and been lovingly restored by the Providence Parks Department and many others became a shared space for everybody to restore their own mental health, because that's what nature does or to reconnect at a distance with your friends and neighbors. And as a result, I see that people have now a very heightened sense of how important our parks are, whether it's a beautiful, historic, nationally recognized park like Roger Williams Park or a tot ladder on the corner that these places are not to be taken for granted. They take a lot of care, they take a lot of maintenance, they take a lot of love, they take a lot of money, and that they're a essential part of any urban fabric.
0: Yeah, well said. And, and I would completely agree that it expands beyond just the, the major parks. It also includes even those small lots, like you said, or here, in, like staying in Elmwood, Mashbog Pond, whatever the case may be, there's a lot of Need for that, and we talk now so much about housing and so much about population density and where we're going to put new infrastructure. And luckily, no one has ever said, well, at least I've never heard anybody say, "All right, let's build like a high rise in the middle of Roger Williams Park, or you know, on top of the 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 lofts at the Botanical Gardens." You know, you can no, no one has proposed anything that obnoxious, but you realize that in tandem with expanding our infrastructure for housing or even for new brick and mortar facilities and meds and eds, parks are an untouchable asset. If anything, we need to be expanding those open spaces and preserving them, maintaining them, because it's like anything. It's like art. It's like anything that is um, not food, shelter, water, etc. I mean, You can make an argument it's not essential, but boy, what kind of world do you want to live in? A world without parks?
1: I hope not. (laughs) Our friends at the Trust for Public Land have encouraged cities like Providence to take a pledge to ensure that everyone is within a 10-minute walk of a park or public open space, and the city of Providence is one of about 12 cities in America that have actually achieved that. Incredible goal. You can walk out of your house anywhere in Providence, be it a public park or public open space in a 10 minute walk. You don't have to get in your car, don't have to ride your bike, even. You can walk there and, and enjoy the many benefits of being in an outside public space, whether it's stress release, whether it's exercise, whether it's a creative pursuit, whether it's your kids getting together with other kids to play. And so we, are very fortunate to have one of the best parks departments here in Providence, one of the best departments in the country in my opinion, and we've had a lot of great leadership from mayors to help make that happen. So it's a pleasure for me at the Roger Williams Park Conservancy to work in a partnership with them to enhance the work that they're doing and see how it changes lives. I've been in the park since, since 2020 and I've been working in the park space for about another 10 years on top of that. And it's great to see the theory come to life. We see the smiles come on the face and you see the exercise and you have people come up and you have strangers tell you how beautiful the park looks and how it's their backyard. It's uh, as important, I would say, as transportation and transit and housing.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Again, it goes back to that what kind of world do you want to live in question where you know, you know, it's it's, it's completely obvious once you are—we had that moment in 2020 where parks were closed. I mean, we look back on it, even those of us who are most careful and aggressive in terms of COVID restrictions. I think we can all say, yeah, maybe that one wasn't necessary, but uh, nonetheless, it did expose a contained feeling for so many people. That were. I mean, I remember the governor at the time, now Secretary Raimondo, said, Well, if you can walk to the park, you can go to the park, but just don't drive there. And luckily, I could walk to Roger Williams from where I was, but I know other people that were especially trapped because they didn't have access. And again, I think the diet of what goes into a modern, thriving city was. If not reimagined, was verified during that period, where it was like, nope, we need this type of outdoor space; otherwise, we're we're in big trouble. Um, the funding formula, for a lack of a better term, you know, people drive by; they they may assume that money from you know going to see the giraffes is what's funding the whole operation. How does Roger Williams Park operate from a practical standpoint? Where does the money come from? Is it the Providence Parks Department? Is it the Conservancy? Is it a, a, a relationship therein? Talk about that.
1: Providence Park is owned and managed by the Providence Parks Department, which is overseen by what's called the Board of Parks Commissioners, the commission maybe may, many people haven't heard of, but they do, and they've been around for about 150 years, and they over the Board of Parks Commissioners guides the park superintendent in the oversight and maintenance and acquisition of all of the parks. But Roger Park is indeed the largest and the most visited of all of Providence's 120 plus parks. And the City of Providence funds almost all of the operations of maintaining and restoring the park. But our parks department is excellent at working a partnership with state and federal agencies to obtain new funds, especially for restoration and for capital projects. But at the end of the day, the the lawn mowing, the uh, leaf management, the painting, the trash collection, all the things that take work 365 days a year, those come from Providence taxpayers. So when you see your city councilor and if you love your park, make sure you tell them that you appreciate it and that you hope they continue to maintain and even increase the amount of support they give through the budget to the Providence Parks Department every year. Yeah, My group, the Roger Williams Park Conservancy, is a friends group that raises private funds to supplement the funding, and the other resources of the Parks Department. And we're very pleased to be doing that in partnership with the Rhode Island Foundation and many others.
0: Mm-hmm. So this new function in a nonprofit capacity, that paired with taxpayer dollars prioritized in the budget that's put forth and, and ideally passed without decreases to the parks by by the city council and signed off by the mayor. That's essentially the process. So it's a combination of political will, private will, and to a certain extent, the the will of the people to, to make sure that it's not put to the chopping block when times get tough, which arguably they have been here in Providence. There's no question, you know, in terms of the fiscal health of the city, um, there's different ways to assess it. You can either say we're going off the deep end or we're already there or we're teetering, whatever the case is. But so far, from your perspective, the support of recent mayors, recent councils, has it been ideal? Has it been enough to make this operation work in a way that it, it's, you know, it's it's not um, deprived of resources?
1: Yes. And we've seen an increase in funding opportunities, especially on the restoration and capital side. You've even seen support from state bonds to go towards restoring elements of Roger Williams Park. And at the same time, Providence Parks Department deserves a lot of credit for modernizing their department for lack of a better term, in terms of creating a lot of efficiencies, managing how the thousands of work Projects are managed, everything from a broken bolt on a child's swing in a playground, if that needs to go into a workflow system somewhere, everything from that to installing a new HVAC system at the Roger Park Casino so you can use the ballroom in the summertime and everything in between. Um, And as a result of that modernization, the the Providence Parks Department is saving taxpayers millions of dollars a year and getting more done at the same time. However, City of Providence is not much different from most other cities of our size or even larger. It's about 1% of the city budget that goes towards parks, on the operation side specifically. And other countries spend more. I was recently in Vancouver and able to visit their park system and look into where they spend their money. It's more around 5%. And their parks are stunning, just absolutely stunning. They look like a private botanical garden, frankly. Um, And we should, we deserve that too here. So we have a lot of priorities in running a city like Providence. Would love to see our parks get a little bit more love when it comes to budgets. Mm,
0: Very interesting. It's sort of like a major focus on municipal, but then on a statewide basis, be it through bonding or through advocacy of allocation of of existing statewide budget towards parks. I mean it's not a DEM park, so basically the state can't kick in. It's not like DEM can say, well, you know what, let's we'll we'll contribute to this project. So it basically comes down to municipal and private dollars to keep this thing going.
1: Largely, yes. Especially on the operations side for those three hundred and sixty five day a year tasks, those need to come almost largely entirely from city budgets. State helps out with capital projects, the feds yep. help out with capital projects, private groups help out with capital projects, but that day-to-day stuff does come from our regular uh, blocking, tackling type of city budgeting.
0: So we're recording this on, shockingly, the last day of May. I'm trying to like s- slow time down right now because we finally are getting to like my, one of my favorite times of the year, so I'm trying to like stretch the days out, but... June 1st is tomorrow, and there's going to be an event um, inside the Botanical Center Rose Garden, actually, at the pardon me, at the Botanical Center itself, and it's called Rosé in the Roses. Um, it's described as a garden party at the Botanical Center. The event will have, it's described, wonderful food, wine, and entertainment, and will also honor Mayor Jorge Alorza and the Botanical Center Rose Garden volunteer team. So let's talk about Mayor Alorza. Uh what was he like as a champion for parks it's something when you think about the alorza doctrine or even just reflecting on his tenure as mayor i don't know many people that would put parks in outdoor spaces towards the top of the things that you remember him for why are you honoring him tomorrow
1: night during jorge alorza's tenure uh from 2015 to 2023 he was in fact the mayor who adopted the pledge to ensure everyone was in a 10 minute walk of a park from their home and achieve that by doing some smart acquisitions and some restorations around the city. He also invested more public funds. He supported the park superintendent's uh, investments in the efficiencies in the parks department. He created the new Greenway in Roger Williams Park which is one of the most popular elements now of the park where you can safely walk or bike through about half of the roadways in Roger Williams Park with, with much lower risk from a vehicular collision. He uh, approved the creation of the New Providence Stormwater Innovation Center in partnership with Rhode Island Audubon Society and many others. Water leaving the park's ponds is now cleaner when it leaves than when it enters. As a result of this partnership, he oversaw the increase of the capital budget, which meant new roofs, signs, facades, streets, boilers, all sorts of things in the park. All this came from his commitment to the outdoors. He loves cycling. He grew up uh, on Cranston Street where they didn't have a backyard. And he has a personal connection to the value of these public spaces for people that don't have a backyard. And I think that is commendable. So we're very pleased to be honoring him with the Horace Cleveland Award for Visionary Leadership of Roger Williams Park and all of Providence Parks.
0: You certainly think of Mayor Lorza on the bicycle. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, some some goons in the media, I you know. Made it into a joke. It was kind of a recurring thing. Oh, here he comes on his bike. But it actually was really important because it sent a message that although Providence isn't perhaps the most optimal place to exclusively operate by bicycle, uh, certainly in the southern part of the city, um, there's difficulties with navigating places like Elmwood Avenue. There's no question. But he was out in front showing... His constituency showing other cities, whatever the case may be, that this is an option at least as part of a multimodal transportation method. So, and it is no sh- shock that he was an advocate for all the things you said, given his upbringing. What do you, do you get the sense that the average politician in Providence right now? And what a I don't I, that, that's a weird way to put it. I guess let's be more direct. Is Mayor Brett Smiley? Uh, the same type of champion as Mayor Lorza and and what do you what do you need from Mayor Smiley right now to continue that type of work, uh, which seems to have been quite progressive, and I mean that not in the political context, but in the reality context.
1: So uh, Mayor Smiley's terrific, thrilled to have him. I know he's going to continue to improve the efficiencies of how the city operates in every way. I'm very grateful to him for making those commitments. Those are the things that make cities so livable. And I think the Providence Parks Department is an example of how those investments and efficiencies could lead to tax savings as well as better services for us all. And uh, I know he loves parks and I know he loves the outdoors uh, here in Providence, uh, and I know he loves our Providence Parks Department, so we're happy to have him. When it comes to biking around town, it's there are many people who have many different opinions about how we get around our city and where we spend our money. But what I will say is since the Broad Street bike lanes and dedicated bus lanes have gone in, we've seen much calmer traffic on Broad Street and it is now much, much easier to get on your bike and safely bike to Roger Williams Park. The new bike lane on Broad Street ends at the entrance to Roger Williams Park. And with Mayor Alorza's previous investments in the Greenway, you can get on your bike in South Providence and safely ride largely separated from dangerous vehicles from your home to the park, around the park and back and enjoy probably a good 30 to 40 minute ride all within the city of Providence and all much safer than you could have done maybe eight years ago. Yeah, well
0: well put. And I think it is very, very important to note that Broad Street bike lane, which was met with some opposition. And uh, now it seems that, you know, frankly, just from an anecdotal standpoint, I think a lot of people are discovering some of the restaurants that are on Broad Street that maybe otherwise would not have because they're coming by on bike. So Everything is, no pun intended, cyclical, and maybe pun intended, um, and we're seeing that play out right now. Um, lastly here, if you want to attend the event, it's, uh, again, Rosé in the Roses. Um, it's tomorrow night. We're recording this on Wednesday, so whenever you're listening, it may be in the past, but it's on June 1st. Um, there's a ticket link. Talk about that and, and what, this, uh, w- what, the ticket, what the admission fee
1: goes to. Rosé and the Roses is a garden party fundraiser for the Williams Parks Conservancy's partnership with the Providence Parks Department. So all proceeds benefit our nonprofit, which in turn supports the Parks Department in creating free multicultural programs for people of all ages to attend in the park, to help fund some of the restoration work we're doing, to plant trees and shrubs, and to help promote all the things you could do in Roger Williams Park, from the Gateway Center to the Botanical Center to the museum and even the zoo. Our event tomorrow, Rosé and the Roses, will be a very fun evening. We have delicious food from Russell Warren Catering. We have wine from Francis Coppola Winery. We have music from Big Lux. We have performance from 1031 Productions. We have raffles. We have awards. We're excited to also recognize the team of volunteers that maintain all the rose gardens in the park, and we're expecting over 100 people. It's going to be a lovely event. We hope to do this every year and invest from your participation and from everyone's enjoyment of being together at the Botanical Center. We hope to use those proceeds to plow back into our work with the Providence Parks Department.
0: I wish you the best of luck. I'm definitely a champion as much as we can be for Open Space and Roger Williams Park. It really was. Um, it's it's one of those places. That, look, I've been going there since I was a little kid. You go see the, the animals at the zoo. You know, my sister's got a softball game there, and I'm wandering around, you know, whatever the case is. And now to have really uh, taken the time to thoroughly explore the trails, uh, be it on foot. Occasionally on bike in my case, uh, even in the dead of winter, I actually drove around in circles sometimes, um, like literally some of those sub zero days. and you're like, well, uh, my face is gonna freeze. There was still a value just to kind of driving at five miles an hour and like listening back to some of my music work or whatever the, whatever it was. It's a magical place. It's important to support it. It's a combination of city efforts private efforts, all of which, by the way, are human efforts, all of which are our collective resources going to support this wonderful resource for everybody. So Kevin Essington, Roger Williams Park Conservancy, thanks so much for your time this morning.
1: Good pleasure.